0: I was talking with my team the other day and I was hearing that what topics were coming into our inbox were questions about how do I deal with emotions as an empath? Like, help me, how do I do this? So today's episode is all about how to deal with empath emotions. I'm going to be covering why you're feeling different emotions if you're an empath and some steps that you can take to clear it and really, I think what we're looking for here is to also prevent it from happening in the first place. So stay tuned. Welcome to Spiritual and Ambitious. I'm your host, Whitney McNeil. I'm a certified medium and spiritual teacher, and I help spiritual and ambitious souls just like you live your life purpose through your career and attract abundance by connecting into your intuition and spirit guides. Let's get spiritual and ambitious. Welcome to another episode of the Spiritual and Ambitious podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about how to deal with empath emotions and how to kind of hone it and figure it all out. But I do want to let you know, if you're loving this episode, I would absolutely love to see a five-star review from you. And we have a podcast review giveaway. You can go over to messengerofspirit.com forward slash podcast review or click the link wherever you're listening to give us a five-star review. I really appreciate it and would love to give you a shout out here on this episode. I love reading them and tell me hi over on Instagram as well. I'm going to do a little bit of a series talking a bit more about empaths because it's such a huge topic lately, especially with all the stuff going on in the conscious energy world right now, the group collective, if you will. So I've got a special offer for you on my empath workshop, and I'm going to be giving you 50% off just if you're listening to my podcast episodes So stay tuned for more information and I'll put it in the show notes, but it's just been such a big topic. I wanted to make this available for everybody. We only will usually open this up once a year or something like that, but I wanted to just give you that inside scoop and give you a 50% off coupon since this is such a big topic right now. But before we get started, let me pull some cards for all of us. The first card I have is the crown chakra. Strengthen your spiritual practice and connect to source. And the second card I have, oh my gosh, I really just pulled these cards. It's the empath. Alone time is needed. So I'm pulling these from my messenger of spirit oracle deck and the empath has the number 22. So you might also see two, 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 just those number patterns. We're going to talk about this. So we'll talk about the chakras. I know this is specifically talking about the crown chakra, which is really about your connection to spirit. So we'll be covering that this episode. And of course, alone time is one of the answers that I'm going to be telling you about too. All right. So let's just start with the basic question. What is an empath? Who is an empath? So if you are familiar with me, you know that I teach the four intuitive languages. So you are either a seer An owl, empath, or channeler primarily. Now, you can have all of these intuitive languages, some of them are just one of them. There's no right or wrong here. It's just how we're geared. When we come into this world, we're born with a certain energetic makeup, and we're also born with a sensitivity baseline level. We can choose to grow that sensitivity or turn it down, but empaths tend to be born, already hypersensitive. Empaths can also learn to grow their sensitivity through positive and negative ways. So as a child, if you were grown up with a negative environment, very stressful environment, you may have learned to pay extra attention to people's reactions, opinions, and what was happening as kind of a protection mechanism to make sure you are in a heightened sense of awareness of what was going around in your environment. However, that in itself does not make you an impact. That means that you're good at reading people. When you train your body to become more sensitive in that way, you also become more sensitive to energy. You become more sensitive to these subtleties. Spirit is subtle. Energy is subtle. Energy is not necessarily tangible as we can see our computers and our phones and our houses like right in front of us. So if you're someone who pays attention to things that are quote unquote unseen or learns how to read between the lines, you may also have inadvertently trained your energy to also do the same, learning about people's energy and sensitivity levels. So understanding this, you inadvertently trained your sensitivity to become stronger. Now in a positive kind of environment, you may decide to develop your intuitive abilities and you are saying, I'm going to do these exercises to become more aware and more sensitive to energy. So for me, I was already born extra sensitive and my mom is also extra sensitive too. So she was my primary caregiver. So of course, learning some of the techniques that she had inadvertently, she wasn't teaching me how to be an empath, but I was picking up things from her as well because she was already in a heightened awareness state. That's how her energy is built. I also was an only child and my friends, my best friends when I was little were my dogs. So I tried to communicate with animals at an early age, and I'd try to sense their energy, understand their body language, and I'd also try telepathy. I had an interest in this. So this was more of a positive reflection of developing my sensitivity even more. But I was already born at this baseline level where my baseline was extra sensitive. So understanding that we all come in different ways, shapes, and forms. The underlying message here too is if you were born where you feel like you were not extra sensitive, you can still grow it. No matter what age you are and where you are in your life, you can grow your sensitivity. We have what spirit calls sensitivity receptors in the etheric body, and we can add to that. We can adjust our chemistry and we can change our chemistry to become lighter through various ways and forms, which I will not get into. But I wanted to give you a baseline of maybe who is an empath, but what is an empath, right? Like what does that word mean? Empath is you taking on or feeling the energy around you and being extra sensitive of emotions. So you have feelings. I see a lot of empaths having anxiety, raising my hand. That's me in certain circumstances, So I don't have the classic anxiety where it's anxiety all the time. Generally speaking, my anxiety is provoked with a certain trigger or something of that sort. So I've had to learn how to kind of manage my energy because I'm already sensitive as is. But I tend to see empaths go easily from zero to 100 if there's a trigger or some sort of an event. An empath is going to be able to intuit feelings of others, even if someone else hasn't even said anything and they're not crying. Empaths will tend to be a sponge for energy to come in. So empaths naturally are great healers because they have this energy that relates to other people easily. You can relate to people. You can understand what they're feeling. But unfortunately, sometimes the empath, because most empaths don't have great boundaries because our energy is just kind of like water. It just kind of flows. We want to go out. We want to learn about people. But also that means other energy can flow to us as well Because of that, we tend to be sponges where you're just soaking up energy and all of a sudden you got a dirty sponge and you feel like crap and you just don't know how to wring it out. So empaths have a beautiful ability of understanding, of intuiting energy, of feeling sensations, of energy. So if you're Reiki attuned, energy attuned, it'll be easy for you to feel the chakras, be easy for you to feel the energy flowing in your hands, in your body. You can feel sensations. Also communicating with spirit, you'll have great gut feelings where you just know, yes, this is the way or, well, no, that's not the way. Or maybe, I don't know, because that's a whole nother conversation. Or you might feel kind of and the time's not right to make a decision just yet. So empaths can feel touches from spirit or heat sensations when it's a yes or cool sensations when it's a yes or a no. Just really depends on how spirit communicates with you and what your energy system is interpreting as yeses and nos. So, in a nutshell, that's what an empath is. And why are empaths so sensitive? I think we covered that, right? We covered. Different environmental factors, but also really, it's empaths have a lot of sensitivity receptors to feeling energy, to feeling messages from spirit. But this also includes feeling emotions from other people too. So everyone's sensitivity levels are different. My husband, he's an empath. I am also an empath. It is not my primary language. Seeing spirit is my primary language, but being an empath is a strong language within me. So it looks different with every individual. My husband, he may go from zero to a hundred really quickly because he might not have his aura protection bubbles up. For me, I've got energy protection up all the time. And if there's a situation that I don't like or something happens, I'll still feel that pang in my stomach, kind of like someone's knocking on my door, but I don't go from zero to a hundred. So just knowing there's some techniques out there, but we also operate differently as empaths as well. Some people interpret uninvited energy as anger. Oh my gosh, I'm so angry. I don't know what this is. And it could be someone else's energy that's angry combined with you being pissed off that somebody got into your energy field. And then we don't know what to do and it's a big cluster. And we're wondering, what is this? Is this my stuff? Is it their stuff? Where did I get this stuff? I don't know. So we're going to talk about that. But why do we take on the energy of others? Well, because we're just designed in that way. That is how we process information. Empaths, generally speaking, when they learn, they have to learn through being in the presence of someone, whether it's virtually or physically, because you want to feel the energy that's radiating from someone's voice, or you want to feel the energy radiating from the video or however you're learning. Also, empaths can do well in groups of people who have similar vibrations. However, empaths don't do well in groups of people when it is chaotic energy. So if you are in a spiritual class, well, it might be great for you because if everyone else is in that kind of vibrational state, it might be wonderful. However, if you're at a basketball game and you have all these different energies and the energy is emotionally charged, then probably not the best place for you, my friend. So knowing that it's a superpower, but oftentimes people say it's a curse. And I'm going to help flip the script for you today so that you don't see it that way. Which leads me to the question, how do I deal with emotions as an empath? So we've covered the basics. So I'm going to be sharing with you some tools and tips when we come back from this really quick break. As a professional psychic medium, I've done tens of thousands of readings But I felt a call to move more fully into teaching intuition. But I still get so many requests about doing readings. So while I don't do readings anymore, I have brought in some very trusted colleagues who are now available for live one-hour readings on Zoom. If you would like to book your psychic medium reading, go to messengerofspirit.com forward slash appointments to see our available readers and schedule your Zoom reading today. We're talking about how to deal with empath emotions today. So let's talk a little bit about the process. One is you want to prevent it. But let's just say you're in the thick of it right now, and you are taking in the energy from the world, from the people around you, and from yourself, and you just feel really gunked up, kind of like a pipe that's clogged. Well, you're like, well, I could have prevented it. And yeah, I want to know, but just tell me how to clear it. So the first thing I want you to do is to get alone time. You need to find a time where you can just get away. It reminds me of being at a party or at a holiday celebration, and you have been talking your butt off, right? You're talking to everybody and you're like, I need to go to the bathroom to just get a break for like two minutes, please. For me, this is really familiar when we had our daughter living with us before she was an adult and I had my dogs and my cat in my house. I would retreat to the bathroom to just have a few minutes by myself. And yes, I would sit there and be on my phone sometimes, but it was just by myself. But you know what would happen? I would have little noses underneath my door sniffing at me, like, Where did you go? And I would also have text messages coming from my family. And unfortunately, yes, I would also have my husband open the door and start talking to me. We had to work on boundaries. Oh, yes, we did. And sometimes I would fix dinner or my husband would fix dinner and I wouldn't even eat with him. I would need to go outside and recharge because my day consisted of talking to everybody all the time and I just needed alone time. If you can relate to this, I know you get it but you do need alone time. You need to have it. I've had clients get closets, like they get in their closet to have alone time. Whatever you need to do, you need to take a moment. And the point of this is to get away from other people's energy. So you know what you're dealing with. You've got to know what you're dealing with before you can remove it. So, you might just feel overwhelmed with all the other people's stuff, and it's not really inside of your energy. It's just you are kind of overstimulated. So, one, when you get alone time, it is going to help, let's say, destimulate. Is that a word? Taking the overstimulation and just making it back to a baseline normal for you. And sometimes it takes 20 minutes. Sometimes it takes a couple hours. Whatever it is where you need to de-escalate, you need your energy to come back and ground so you know what you're working with. So that's the card that came up today. The next thing, once you know if you are still feeling funky or if you feel like I was just overstimulated, that gives you the next step. If you are feeling like, I was just overstimulated, I'm feeling fine now, then I want you to skip to the protection exercises moving forward. But if you're still like, no, that did not work, then it's time to clear your energy. And there's different ways to clear your energy. One way is to see someone to help clear your energy, like a Reiki practitioner, energy healer, someone to help get that out of your energy field. However, you can also do this with yourself too. One of my favorite things is you can take sacred frankincense and I'll link to my favorite oils in the show notes and you can diffuse it in a diffuser or if you have a roll-on that's diluted with a carrier oil, you can put that on you as well. And frankincense really helps to take energy and transmit it into a higher place and a higher level of energy but also removes the energy that is not supportive of you. Some people choose to burn white sage, which is absolutely fine if you want to do that. For me, I don't really like smoke. I'm extra sensitive to it. So I opt for sacred frankincense. So it's nice to clear your energy space so that you're not in a place where you feel kind of gunked up. It's similar to like a hospital. If you're going to have surgery, Well, you want the room to make sure it's clean and sanitized. So that's always really helpful to do. The next thing that you can do, you can do visualizations. You can call on your spirit guides and I'll walk you through some of those. So calling on your spirit guides or a lot of people like to call on Archangel Raphael or Archangel Michael. Archangel Michael can be really helpful for removing cords and to clear energy Archangel Raphael is really helpful in working on healing. So you can call on both of those energies if you'd like, or you can call on your spirit guides and ask for your spirit healers to help cleanse your energy. And then what you can do is you can visualize a white light coming down from your team or from the universal source of energy somewhere out in the universe where it's bright white or multicolor, whatever color comes up for you, and just breathe it down into your body, at your crown chakra, allow it to move all the way through your entire body until you feel and see that this white light, I'm choosing white just as that's the go-to, your whole body is filled with this light. There's any area that's gray or has a little imperfection Just take a mental intention to rectify that and then just continue to breathe and see that white light overflowing now into your aura until you're feeling and seeing this white light all the way out into your auric field every which way and feeling complete and whole and asking any energy that is not supportive of you to be transformed and transmuted into love and white light. So that's one way that you can do this. And then of course, I want you to ground and you can put your feet flat on the ground to come back and then send out any energy that is unwanted into mother earth, ask mother earth to transmute it if you would like to. So that's a visualization you can do. Another thing you can do You can do this in the shower or in the bathtub. So in the shower, you can imagine that the water coming down, hitting your hair is white light and go through that same process. And if you're in a bathtub, it's always great to fill up the bathtub with some type of cleansing salt. So I like to use Epsom salt. You can also use kosher salt, Himalayan salt, whatever you feel. And when you're inside of that bathtub, the salt basically... Transmutes that energy and also protects your energy as well. So, cleansing that energy in the bath, and you can imagine any energy that's negative and not for you being transmuted into this beautiful salt bath, into a beautiful protective light around you. So, those are some things you can do to clear your energy. And I call this the clearing the purging the detox because you also might have to release the emotions that are bottled up. And this is a good time if it's really hard to please seek out a therapist, a counselor, someone to help you process emotions, but if you've kind of sucked in somebody else's stuff, this also might be the time where you want to find, you know, that little place to yourself and yell into a pillow or just scream or cry. And sometimes we know we need to cry and we can't. And so we need to turn something on TV and help us cry. So I watched Firefly Lane. Oh my gosh, I won't ruin it for you. But I cried my little heart out when I watched it. So you have to purge, you have to release. And it doesn't have to be on that emotional spectrum. Maybe it's time to write and you need to release. Or you sing a song, you turn on your favorite song and you just start singing or toning even. So think of this as clear, purge, and detox. Okay. Now that you have recharged, you have gotten your baseline and you have cleared, purged, and detoxed, it is time to protect yourself so it doesn't happen again. Right? Okay. There's a lot of different exercises out there for you. One of the things that I teach inside of my Four Intuitive Languages program is the aura bubble. So I won't go into the entire lesson, but a quick snapshot of what it is. Taking a few moments, what's the first color that comes up for you as protection? See it in your solar plexus, right there in the center of your body, above your navel, but below your ribcage. And see it as a glowing ball of whatever color it is for you of light and breathe. And as you breathe, you can see, you can feel, intend that this color wrap around you in this bubble. So you are literally inside of this bubble. And then on the outside of the bubble, I'd love for you to see it harden a little bit so that heavy stuff cannot come in. It just bounces off of your bubble but love and light and breathing happens. So there's a little bit of a filter. It's a little porous. So all the good things that are light and airy can get in and can nurture you. Now, there are other protection techniques and visualizations, such as sometimes people will picture mirrors around them so that Whatever's going on around them is reflected back to the people giving it off. I don't really love that one because if somebody's really angry and you're utilizing this technique and it's reflected back to them, then they're going to get really angry and it can just cause some drama. So you might want to think about some creative ways that you can utilize your protection techniques. Now, I always say to use the aura bubble morning, noon, and night. Or Anytime you're getting ready to have a conversation or you're going into public, you're going into work, making sure that it's there. Now, another thing that you can utilize, another tool is to use crystals. So you want to use some protection crystals. And one of my favorites is selenite. It's not necessarily a protection crystal, but it filters negativity. So You can get a small piece of selenite, carry it in your left pocket so that it's on the left side of your aura, the left side of your energy. So whatever's coming in for you is always going to be filtered by the selenite. So it is the light bringer and selenite generally doesn't need to be cleansed. So it's more of a, hey, this is coming in and whatever is being filtered through it is going to be beneficial and positive for me. Other protection crystals can be hematite, amethyst. And citrine. And there are other ones too, like black tourmaline. They all have their different properties and qualities. So you really need to see what you're looking for specifically. But selenite is one of my favorites. Hematite and black tourmaline tend to get a little heavy sometimes, not necessarily like the stone itself, but the energy. And they need oftentimes to be cleansed. And then citrine can be a powerful stone for some people and also help you with abundance as well. Also using oils, we talked about sacred frankincense, but tea tree oil can be really helpful to block anything coming in. So one of my favorites is I will get this tea tree oil that's blended with a carrier oil and I will roll it down my sternum and my back. And it really does help with anything coming into my body that's energetically something that I don't want. I'll link to my favorite oils in the show notes. Another technique is you can utilize the color yellow with yellow, or if you have a certain protection color, wear it because that's in the frequency of protection for you. I said yellow because it's the color of the solar plexus. And this leads me to one of the things that you can do to help deal with emotions and protect yourself in the first place is to work on your solar plexus chakra. So. I just recorded an episode about the sacral chakra, but this is the solar plexus. And the solar plexus really governs where we receive our empathic information to begin with. So if you want to wear a yellow shirt or a yellow color, it is basically saying my solar plexus is in balance and I am good to go here. So it's always nice to have that reminder But you want to do some work on your solar plexus. And with solar plexus, we need to establish some boundaries, right? So with our boundaries, it's time for you to say no to situations that you know you don't want to say yes to. Empaths tend to say yes to things that they really don't want to do because they feel bad and they want to please people. So it's time to say no and it's okay, I have some friends that want to get together and I love them dearly. It's just not the right time for me to get together. And though I want to say yes to one, please them, but two, for my own self, because I'd have an amazing time with them. I have to say no, because I know my energy can't handle it right now. So I have to say no, learn how to say no. I also want to invite you to stop being so available to energy. So. I just told you a way to stop being so available, but it also means stop being available to the energy that's not supportive, such as maybe you own social media too much. Maybe you're watching some real negative programs that even get into your dreams. Maybe you're spending too much time with people who are kind of bringing you down, or maybe you need to Get into a slower pace. It's okay to have a slower pace and it's okay not to match the pace of your friends, family, spouse. Understand that you operate at your own speed and you might need to slow it down. Slowing down your speed might be really, really frustrating because you're an ambitious person and you love it when things are happening fast. However, you got to recalibrate. You have to protect your energy. And sometimes you have to kind of work on the mechanics of your energy before you can fly again. It's like a plane has to come down. People have to work on it. It has to have maintenance and then you can fly again. So consider operating at a slower speed and finally limit your time in crowds. Oh yeah. Limit your time in crowds. It's probably not going to be the most supportive time for you if you are in a space where you're dealing with all the things. Consider what energy you are bringing into your life. Maybe it's time to stop watching the news all the time. Maybe it's time to change your programming, your music, whatever it is. And surround yourself with positive uplifting vibrations. Maybe it's new artists, new songs to listen to. New TV shows or no TV shows. Getting out in nature is so very helpful for impasse, so spending more time outside. And again, limit your time in crowds. All right, so those are my tips. And I have a lot more and exercises for you inside of my Empath Workshop. And you can go to messengerspirit.com forward slash Empath Workshop to get this workshop and use code SAVE50. That's save 5 To get 50% off my Empath Workshop, I want to do something to help you with all the things going on right now in the energy world. All right, if you love this episode, I would absolutely love a five-star review. And I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. But until then, here's to staying spiritual and ambitious. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And if you loved it, would you please share it with a friend? I would also love your review. And a reminder to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find me at messengerofspirit.com and you can take the 4 Intuitive Languages quiz and find show notes there too. If you want to connect on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, you can find me at Messenger of Spirit. I'll meet you right here next week. Here's to stand spiritual and ambitious.